what is up guys um so glad to be here with you tonight for the stargazer sports podcast on the blast music 247 uh youtube platform as well as on my platform on youtube stargazer uh, sports and i'm also live now on facebook which you can find my Facebook through Stargazer Sports Media. Um, that is my at name on there. Um, I'm super excited to be here tonight. Sorry that I missed last week. I uh, had the fortunate chance of going down to the star last week for the first time, which was super exciting. I'm going to training camp um, and observing the practice, the open practice that they had. Um, I'm always so grateful to the Cowboys because even though there's training camp in Oxnard, they allow us who weren't able to go to Oxnard um, to experience training camp as well here in Dallas. So uh, that was super exciting. I have, you guys may be able to tell, but my layout is different because I finally got my computer back. Thank you, God. Um, so um, what's up, Quinn? Glad to see you here in the chat. But um, yeah, so I was able to go to training camp last week, finally got my laptop back. So now I'll be able to edit all of those clips and things uh, that I got. I took a lot of videos, uh, a lot of videos and pictures and stuff like that. But of course I wasn't able to edit them or anything like that because I did not have my computer. But now that I do, um, I'm gonna be trying to splice together some clips and different things like that. Um, before the season starts, right? Um, obviously, the 53, uh, they believe the Cowboys have to put it out by tomorrow at 3 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I think that's 3 p.m., maybe Pacific time, but don't quote me on that. All I know is final cuts have to be made by tomorrow. So by tomorrow, we will have the full uh, 53 man roster. Uh, but today uh, we're going to go through my prediction of who is going to make uh, make that cut. Um, I don't know if some things I might say may shock you guys, but <laughs> um, if you guys, uh, as I always welcome comments and things like that. So. Um, you guys can just let me know down in the chat and um, Beep will post your comments if you have any good ones uh, regarding um, your prediction of the roster, any questions that you may have for uh, my prediction. But um, please, before we get started with the presentation, please uh, like, share, uh, like and share this video, please, please, please to everybody you know so that the Stargazer sports platform can grow uh, as well as the Blast Music 247 platform can grow. Uh, please, um, what else? I said share and like, subscribe, turn on your notification bell so that you know when I'm always going live. Um, my description, I mean, my at name for all my social media platforms are down, down in the description below. Um, and you can also see on the screen uh, my to donate to the channel. I encourage you guys to do that because as you donate to the channel, there's just more things that I can do, like 
going to training camp like I did last week. So, um, and upgrade my equipment and things like that. So I really encourage you to help me out that way, which is my cash app is dollar sign, uh, Stargazer Sports. Uh, so please uh, donate if you can. Um, and I think that's it. I think we can go ahead and move forward uh, from this point and go ahead and get into the presentation. So, QB room. All right. So, and I put, how does the Lance trade affect the QB room? So, because if you guys don't know, yes, the Dallas Cowboys this week traded, well, this past week, Traded for Trey Lance from the 49ers for a 2024 fourth round pick. Yes, that is correct. Now, uh, because of that, we are going to have to carry three quarterbacks. Um, last year, we only carried two quarterbacks, but we were able to just keep elevating Will Green from the practice squad. But of course, Trey Lance is not sitting on anybody's practice squad because. I don't know if y'all know, but there's something called practice squad stealing. So if someone's on your practice squad, other teams from the NFL can sign them. So we're definitely not putting Trey Lance on the practice squad. But Trey Lance obviously was shipped out of San Francisco. We couldn't beat out Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold um, for whatever reason. I know there's been talks about Shanahan and the owner about they think they failed him. But nonetheless, they shipped him out of there. They did not choose to go with him over Sam Darnold. So um, Trey Lance, and obviously he's had the whole offseason in another system. So he's definitely not um, not going to. Uh, well, I'm not gonna say he's not gonna contribute, but I mean he's not gonna contribute early in the season. They may end up developing some type of packages or something for him. Um, but as far as now, I don't really see him. Uh, really making an impact this year, right? But I'm going to get more into what my thoughts are for the trade. But because we got Trey Lance, we're definitely going to have to carry three quarterbacks. So what do I think about the trade? So I think the trade is a good trade. When I initially put my thoughts out, you know, I said, thank you, Jerry and Steven, for leaving no stone unturned. I'm a very appreciative of this move because what Will Greer showed us all throughout the preseason before this last game versus the Raiders is that he was not ready. Um, I was pushing for Will Greer to push Cooper Rush off the bridge, but Will Greer was not showing up at all until this last game where your quarterback, uh, Dak Prescott, called a phenomenal game. Mike McCarthy decided to give Dak the play calling abilities um, versus the Raiders that that game that happened this past Saturday. And wow, boy, did that do a phenomenal job. Uh, Will Greer looked amazing. <laughs> he looked like Will Mahomes out there, seriously. I mean, he was making left-hand throws and everything. He looked great out there. It was so sad because I was like, man, if we could have got this out of him, uh, you know, versus the Jags and the Seahawks, you know, maybe they wouldn't have gone for Trey Lance, but but then maybe they would because it came out that uh, they actually did not talk to Dak and Mike before they actually made the trade. Um, and when I say they, I mean the front office. So Stephen and Jerry, Will McClay, um, they made the decision um, outside of them. Um, I think it came out today, though, that Mike 
said, you know, he was part of the evaluation, but he didn't know that they were actually going to like sign or, you know, trade for Lance. You know, he just evaluated and was like, yeah, he's a good kid. I think he could help, but not actually that they were going to do it. Um, and so ultimately, I think this is a good move for us because obviously Trey Lance was a third. He was a third overall pick um, in the 2022 draft, I believe. Is that right? Or was that 2021? Whatever the draft was with Trevor Lawrence. I think that was 2021, I believe. So he was the third overall pick. Uh, so he got a lot of upside, but he's just super raw. Uh, he hasn't had that much experience through high school, college, now the NFL. So he's definitely a project. But, I mean, the upside is that if you can develop this kid, uh, which Mike McCarthy, if y'all been listening to Stargazer Sports Podcast, you, I did a whole four-part series on Mike McCarthy. You would know that Mike McCarthy is, in fact, a person that develops quarterbacks. Um, you can call him a QB whisper, <laughs> if you will. Um, and so I definitely think Mike McCarthy can develop this kid and uh, really uh, get him, you know, to where he needs to be, to where he can be quarterback too. Or, you know, if things went south with Dak for some reason with the contracts, then you have a guy that's waiting here in the wings. Now, at first, I was not thinking that this was a leverage move. I was thinking this was more so just to better the team. But because they front office didn't talk to Dak or Mike before acquiring Trey Lance, I do think that this was a bit of a leverage move. Does it give the front office a lot of leverage? No. Dak's cap hit next next uh, season is fifty nine million. Yes, y'all heard it. It is fifty nine million. Um, and so the way, only way to get that cap hit down is to either extend that or to, um, what's it called, um, restructure his contract. But either way, if you extend or restructure that, he's still going to be here beyond the 2024 season. Now, and yet, if you don't know, Dak doesn't have a, he has a no trade clause, which means that he cannot be traded to any team without his permission. Uh, so, you know, it's not impossible that Trey Lance could take over the starting QB job. Do I want Trey Lance to take over the starting QB job? No, I do not. I do not. I want Dak Prescott to be our quarterback until his career is over. I think he's earned that. But I think that Jerry, this is what I think, because I was really thinking about it long and hard last night. What I think this Jerry and Steven are doing they obviously, let's not get too upset at them because this is a leverage move because what did they also do? They also put Dak in the prime position. They put him in the prime position this year. They gave him all that he needed to be extremely successful. What I think Jerry and so people are like, oh, Jerry and Stephen don't believe. I don't think it's the fact that they don't believe in him because I think if they didn't believe in him, they wouldn't try to help him, Right. So they put everything around him this year. But I think that in the back of Jerry and Steven's mind, they still want to fail safe. Right? Because Dak has, this is Dak's eighth year with the team. And I think they still want a backup plan in case, let's say Dak just regresses this year. He just looks horrible. Right? You don't want to be pigeon. They don't want to be pigeonholed into another contract, and they don't want to lose the contract negotiation like they did last time. Because remember, they were pushing for 
a five-year deal, but Dak ended up winning and got a four-year deal um, so that he could come back to the table once the market is reset and all that stuff. So it's a little, like I said, it is a little bit of a leverage move, but let's not crucify Jerry and Stephen because at the end of the day, this is a business. Um, so all Dak has to do is shut everybody the hell up is play at the MVP caliber that I believe he's going to play at this year. He does that. We go and win, to, win the Super Bowl. What we're going to do with Trey Lance is develop him just like they did Jimmy Garoppolo over there in Patriots land. He's going to back up Dak Prescott. And when some QB needy team needs a quarterback, we're going to sell him for, for good compensation. That's what I want to happen with this Trey Lance pick. I want us to develop him. I want him to eventually go to quarterback two, and then eventually we trade him in the future for graphics. Um, that's what I would prefer to do. But of course, he is still there. Trey is better than CJ. <laughs> you talking about CJ Stroud? <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard CJ Stroud was kind of struggling, uh, unfortunately. And it was crazy because CJ Stroud is the one who. Didn't he say Dak Prescott? Either he said Dak Prescott sucks or he said, I don't know. I feel that it was him saying Dak Prescott sucks or he just, you know, he just doesn't think Dak Prescott is a top, top five quarterback. But his comp coming out of the draft was Dak Prescott. Yikes. Um, but hence, you see his preseason compared to Dak's rookie uh, preseason. He is not Dak Prescott. I keep telling y'all Dak doesn't grow on trees. Dak's don't grow on trees. All right? But anyway, so for the QB room, it's definitely going to be Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, Trey Lance. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into the next slide. Now, running backs. This is my prediction. Tony Pollard, of course. Rico Dowdle. This is why I'm saying Rico Dowdle for sure. It seems like the, fr the front office as well as the coaching staff has been high on Dowdle. The only reason why he hasn't been playing is because he's been hurt the past two seasons. The past two seasons, he's gotten hurt in the preseason. This season, he's stayed healthy, um, and they really like him. They ranted and raved about him the entire offseason uh, off uh, during training camp. Uh, and I love I, personally my uh, you know observation of Rico is he's a very a very good back. I love the way he runs. He runs very hard. Um, I know he had that fumble, uh, that mistake versus the Jags. But hey, Nisi, glad to see you tonight. Um, I know he had that fumble versus the Jags, but he actually is a pretty good runner and a good blocker, uh, pass blocker. So. Um, I definitely think Rico's going to make this team. I think they've been wanting Rico to be in the lineup. He couldn't stay healthy. Deuce Vaughn, of course. Deuce Vaughn is probably the dar the darling of the NFL when it comes to rookies. Uh, he had a great, great he had a great training camp. Had a great preseason. Anybody know if Jameer Gibbs or B. John Robinson ever scored a touchdown? Uh, this preseason, if he did, if they did, let me know in the chat because I know Deuce had two touchdowns. So, <laughs> y'all let me know in the chat um, if B. John Robinson and Jameer Gibbs had had a better production than Deuce in the preseason because I don't think that they did. Um, and if y'all don't know, Star said that Deuce Vaughn was the number one running back coming out of the draft this past. Uh, this past draft so um and i stuck by that i did not give a hell if he was five five 
I know what I saw, and he was able to display that um, in the preseason. So big ups to Deuce. And then here we go, Hunter Lupski. Now, thank you, Key. He says they did not. So <laughs> looks like my prediction. We don't know for sure, but it looks like my prediction of him being the best running back is trending up, as I will say. Now, with Hunter Lupke, Hunter Lupke did not get a lot of touches uh, this preseason. They gave both of it to Malik Davis and Rico Dowdle and Deuce. However, this kid is pretty electric. And I have some good, I can't wait to show, be able to show the clips that I got at training camp. But I love the way that this kid runs. It's And he's a really big kid. He almost gives you Derrick Henry vibes. But he's shiftier than Derrick Henry, and he's a better pass catcher than Derrick Henry. I'm not saying that he's Derrick Henry. I'm just saying Derrick Henry-ish in the sense of how he he's just a big force moving at people, and it doesn't seem like they want to tackle him. And he's also got, I say, little man feet. He's very, very shifty. Um, and so I am hoping, and we haven't had a full, a true fullback on this roster since Ola Wale under Jason Garrett. Um, historically, Michael, uh, Mike McCarthy has always had a fullback. So I am hoping that we keep Hunter Lukey on this team because if we don't, um, he's going to be gone. He's not going to, he's not going to stay on the practice squad. You know, teams like the Browns, the Ravens, um, who else likes to run the ball quite a bit? Shoot, maybe our, even our division rivals, the Eagles, the Giants. You know, somebody's going to pick him up. He's not going to be on the practice squad. So I hope and I'm praying to the football guys that we do keep Hunter Luke because I just think that he could be an a, a major asset uh, to, to our room. He said, Luke is John Coon 2.0. John Coon. Yeah, you got to forgive me. Y'all know. <laughs> Y'all know I'm a youngin'. So. John Coon, I'm going to look him up. Thank you for saying that. I'm going to look him up uh, after the show so I can see what you're talking about. Because right now, I don't know who John Coon is. I'm not going to hold y'all and say if you're a lot of y'all. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so let's go ahead and move into the next slide. All right, wide receivers. So, of course, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Jalen Tober, Kevante Turpin. Those are roster locks. Um, it's no question, no doubt about it. Obviously, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and Michael Gallup set out the entire preseason. Uh, Jalen Tolbert, I mean, showed up and showed out. He's the background of, on, my, on my show thumbnail today because, I mean, he just played out of his mind and really showed that it was Kellen that was a problem and not him because he is a dog. We know Kevontae Turpin is going to be on this team no matter what. He's the fastest person. He's our special teams guy. We weren't going to get rid of him. Um, although I will say, you know, I, I didn't really think he showed up much as a wide receiver in the preseason, I'll be honest with you. But because of his special team contribution, um, and him literally being a 4-2 guy, you know, he's just going to make the roster. Now, with Semi Fehoko, I have here on the screen his stats for this preseason. He had 55 reception yards, average 6.9 a game. I mean, his average was 6.9, and his reception yards per game was about 18.3. He had no touchdowns. Uh, last preseason, he had a touchdown. But he, he had last reception yards, 
in reception average and, uh, and yards per game. Um, they really kept Timmy to me under rank. What's up, Edda? Glad to see you in the chat tonight. I'm really glad to see you. But they kept Simi under wraps. And when I say under wraps, this, they were just having him do just like simple stuff. He really wasn't stretching the field or anything like they had Jalen Tolbert. Uh, I didn't really see Simi run. I did see him run a crosser, but more so as a decoy, not as him being the main target. Um, they were pretty much using him on like quick screens uh quick outs they were using him on quick stuff so i don't know if mike was trying to shield his actual plan for sammy because i didn't really get it just didn't seem like he got any plays where he could show that he's six five and a four three guy now i will say this about sammy in the in training camp in oxnard sammy was struggling when it was uh you know the one-on-one drills he was struggling to make those contested catches. I was hoping that we would give him more opportunities to make those one-on-one contested catches in the preseason, but we didn't do that. Um, so y'all can let me know, did he do enough to make this roster? Do you think he, he's going to make it? Um, I'm going to give you my, I'm going to, I have the final prediction of all position groups at the end of this. A kid that I left off over here is, is um, also our seven round draft book draft pick Jalen Brooks um, I left him off uh, but y'all stay tuned to if I think he's going to make the roster or not um, and y'all let me know what were your thoughts on Brooks Do y'all think Brooks should make the roster I know he's a draft pick but he was a 7th round draft pick and I do think that uh, I think Jalen Brooks did a good job but I, I think that he is somebody if they really wanted to only carry 7 wide receivers I think Jalen Brooks is a kid that can definitely make the practice squad. I don't think he did anything too crazy in the preseason where teams um, where teams are going to uh, pick him up. I don't think he's going to be picked up from the practice squad. Uh, oh, dang. Y'all saying Simi needs to be cut. Okay. <laughs> Jalen Brooks is better than Simi. Okay. Um I didn't pull up uh, Jalen Brooks' stats in the preseason, but uh, and we also have to remember too, Simi was fighting an injury. Um, I think he had like a quad or hamstring injury or something like that. But um, y'all could let me know. And to me, Simi just wasn't used to his full capacity in the offseason. He was productive, but we really didn't see that much from him. But like I said, I would attribute that more to play calling than his fault. Because anytime he was targeted, he caught it for the most part. So, I don't know. But it looks like everybody is, is out on the semi-train. I don't, in the comments, at least, is out on the semi-train. But we will, y'all will see my prediction if I think he makes this roster as well as Jalen Brooks. But like I said, the other top five, CD, Cooks, Gall- uh, Gallup, Tolbert, and Turpin, they are for sure ro- uh, roster locks. Um, okay, we can move on to the next position group. So the next is the tight ends. So Jake Ferguson is a lock. Luke Shoemaker is a lock. Now, I have up here Peyton Hendershot and Sean McEwen. John McEwen. Who do we think deserves the spots? I have both up here, both of their stats. So Peyton Hendershot, he had two targets this entire preseason. 
one reception for six yards in two games. He did not play versus the Raiders. Sean McEwen had four targets, three receptions for 25 yards in three games. Sean McEwen is a leader of the tight end group. Mike said that today. He's a leader. If y'all don't know, Sean McEwen was also Luke Shoemaker's mentor. They both went to Michigan. Um, we used Sean McEwen a lot as fullback last season. Um, so he definitely he definitely contributed to our team last season. Um, and he's just pretty much, he kind of reminds me of like a Dalton Schultz and that he's just really reliable for the most part. He's reliable in blocking. And when you go his way, you know, targeting him, he's reliable. He's going to catch, catch the ball for the most part. Uh, he's not really a stretch the field type of guy like a Peyton Hendershot, but it didn't, again, two targets for one reception. Now, I have to ask, it could that could be play calling. Mike didn't really develop plays to get him the ball much, or it could be that he just wasn't getting open. You know, I don't know. What do y'all think about Hendershot? And then y'all know Hendershot also had the drop issues in training camp that was reported. Y'all know he had drop issues last season. So to me, um, but to defend, you know, or put, you know, argue a little bit for Hendershot, he did have for the for the for the touches that he did get last season, he did have a pretty good um showing, right? I think he had two touchdowns last season, two receiving, I think in one rushing or something like that. But it to me, it just seemed like his confidence is down. And because he wasn't really targeted that much in the preseason, I don't know how the coaches feel about him. Because, honestly, you now have Luke Shoemaker. Do you really need Peyton Hendershot? Because Luke Shoemaker uh, is very athletic. Y'all can check out his RAS, which is his relative athletic score. Um, He's pretty fast for a tight end. He has a very high pass catching upside. He's very quick on the line. He's a great, great blocker. Peyton Hendershot is not a blocker. That is not his thing. He is more of a receiver-ish type of tight end, um, a hybrid guy. So my question is, do you need Hendershot? You know what I'm saying? Like, from what we've seen, I don't know. Sean McEwen, again, I told y'all, he's a leader. He's productive. He can block. I mean, he's got, to me, He's got more over Peyton Hendershot besides what age. Peyton Hendershot is just younger, and I guess you could say he has a higher upside. Uh, Yeah, he's got a higher upside because he's younger, and maybe there's some skills that he can still uh, develop, right? But um, it's just seeming like, I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't see anything from him in preseason to say he deserves a spot 100% over Sean McEwen. But y'all let me know um, in the comments, what do y'all think? Because I would like to hear um, y'all's thoughts regarding But And of course, there was another, I forgot the kid that was very promising, but he got hurt. He's out for the season, the other tight end. Y'all put in the chat because I forgot his name. Um, And then there was like Fan and another guy named like I think it was Princeton fan and then 
Seth Green or somebody like that, but you know, those guys are crazy squad guys. They didn't really get any looks at all <laughs> this preseason, so they're not making the roster. I don't, I don't see it. And I mean, why do you need to put them on the roster? Because like I said, you can put them on the practice squad. I don't. They didn't do anything that I that I think anybody's going to uh, steal steal them. Um, and then what else? Okay, next, let's go to the next slide. All right, offensive line, I'll do this will be the last slide, and then we can move for the second half of the uh, show uh, to the defensive side of the ball. So offensive line, Terrence Steele for sure, we know, Zach Martin, Tyler Biotish, Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith. Those are locks. Those are our starting five. No ifs and ands, no questions about it. Awesome Richards. I have him up here on the screen. This young man was phenomenal. And if y'all followed me when I talked about Awesome coming out of college, I this is a guy who was had really, really good reps against Miles Murphy over there in Clemson. I showed film of it. I think it might have gotten taken down um, because there was some Michigan film in my draft show that kind of got copyrighted or whatever. But <laughs> uh, if you were able to watch that, and I might end up re, I'm probably going to re upload that just to and remove the Michigan film because I mean, that was a pretty good show that I did going over all the draft picks in depth and showing their film. Um, this guy is a guard slash tackle slash center. And y'all saying slash center? Yep. Uh, go back and look. Look at my offensive, the show I did about the offensive line on the night show. Mike Solari said, Awesome Richards can also play center. Go back. Go back. Look at look at the interviews of the coaches right after we drafted Awesome Richards. They talked on the draft show on the Dallas Cowboys Network YouTube channel. They talked about, uh, they talked about Awesome Richards extensively with Coach Mike Solari. Um, and this guy, he's got incredible versatility. But look at this stats. It said, according, according to Pro Football Focus, he only gave up five pressures over 190 snaps. No sacks or QB hits. This kid is giving me very much Tyler Smith vibes. What's up, Landlord? Glad to see you. Shout out to Landlord. If you guys who are listening to me do not know Landlord from Alabama, he is a phenomenal, phenomenal content creator. This guy brings the heat. I love his show. I love, he also brings a great sense of humor. <laughs> uh, he's a really, really cool guy and a very encouraging. Uh, please show him some love, uh, guys, if y'all can. Uh, great football mind analyst, breaking down film. Um, understanding of the team. So y'all go ahead and give him a follow if y'all can. But uh, Austin Richards, this guy is giving me, he's just, can just smell Tyler Smith all over him. I think this kid could really have, if he has to come in this season um, because of injury, I'm confident. Like if Tyron goes down, I am confident for him getting his reps out there at left tackle. Or if they prefer to move Tyler Smith out and put him at guard, I mean, I, I trust this kid, so I'm very glad about Austin Richards. And remember, we got this kid as a fifth-round pick. So, claps to Will McClay. Thank you, Will McClay. TJ Bass. This is another kid. Um, I also got some good film on him 
of some some reps versus uh defensive tackles uh at when I went to training camp last week. Um TJ Bass to me I think is for sure a lock. He can play left side, right side. Uh he's got some things that he needs to work on, but he really has good I like I think he has good anchor Right. I see him consistently being able to stay in front of his man, push his man forward. I do not see him getting thrown out of the gym or thrown to the ground. Um, and I saw that from him consistently from the Jags game all the way to the Raiders game. So I really, really like TJ Bass. Remember, this was an undrafted free agent, I think, from Oregon. Um, and so he's really showed, he's really went above expectations. He's going to move and beyond expectations. So I would really be shocked because based on what we sh- what he showed in the preseason, I don't think he, he will make the practice squad. I think somebody's going to pick him up immediately. So I definitely have him as a roster lock. And then we have at the bottom here, Walesco versus Ball versus, versus Faria. And I put here, these players have zero flexibility. <laughs> Meaning Walesco is only a tackle. Ball is only a guard. Farniak is only a center. Uh, and I don't well, let's go and ball and Farniak. Who looked the worst this preseason is Farniak. He is not a guard at all. <laughs> Under any circumstances, is he a guard, which means that the only position that this kid can play is center. Just throwing that out there. He looked the most horrendous out of everybody. Um, and remember, he's the one who had the most veteran experience out there, um, like real game reps, and he just did not look good. I don't know what else to tell you. Now, when you go to Walesco and Ball, they both struggle with inconsistency. Ball started to get better and better and better as each game went on, but y'all know Josh Ball got hurt. So he's likely going to start the season. Actually, he is because Mike confirmed he has a multiple week injury. So I think we're likely going to keep Ball. We're just going to put him on IR. Uh, but he Ball had to transition from tackle to guard in one season, and Ball can still do some things. I know people say he sucks at tackle, and really he's not really a tackle at all. But I do have clips of Ball in my phone at training camp going against Sam Williams at uh, while he was playing right tackle and able to do something. Y'all can take that information uh, however you want to take it. Walesco, I think Walesco struggles with consistency. He was very up and down. He was very up and down. I don't think that his spot is a... Uh, well, y'all will, y'all will see my final prediction of who I think out of those three... Um, will make the roster. But for sure, uh, the two people that I know that's going to make it outside of the starting five is Awesome Richards and uh, TJ Bass. And I think now we can go ahead and take our uh, our break, Veep, and then I'll get to the rest of the second half of the show. All righty. Yes, indeed. Good evening, everyone. I'm known as the Veep and um, part of BlastMusic247.com. And this is sponsored by the Lee Law Firm. If you are in the Dallas Fort Worth area and you need legal assistance, contact the Lee Law Firm. You can find them on Facebook, but there will also be a video after the Blast Hearts of the Night. Tonight, we have our boy representing from Dallas, Texas. His name is Jay Morris, and this is called Jelly. Uh-huh. 
I've been getting money, now you jelly, that's a no-no You like when I was bumming, now you jelly, that's a no-go You hate it, that's a you thing, I told you that before Pull off in the new thing, but you know how it goes Oh, you jelly, that's a no-no Oh, that's a you thing Oh, you jelly, that's a no-no Oh, that's a you thing Oh, you jelly, that's a no-no in the Dallas-Fort Worth area seeking a holistic approach to solving their legal matters. Just some of the legal services the firm provides is divorces, custody suits, child support, and adoptive child services, criminal defense, DUI defense, wills, trust, power of attorneys, and many, many more. You can contact the Lee Law Firm. The Lee Law Firm. And make sure that you say the word BLAST when you speak to the Lee Law Firm representatives and receive 10% discount on your initial retainer to hire the firm.
Yep. And that's my boy, Jay Morris, representing Texas with Jelly. And if you are an artist or a spoken word poet or even an up-and-coming comedian that would like some exposure, you can go to BlastMusic247.com and register for free. Also, if you're a fan of music, just like Jay Morris' song, you can go to Blast Music and register as a fan and have hundreds of music to your arsenal. So go ahead and register. That is BlastMusic247.com, changing the industry one artist at a time. All right, back to you. Thank you, V. All right. So, and shout out to Jay Morris, who is a Dallas, Texas native, D Town stand up. Okay, so uh, let's I think we're on to the defensive side of the ball. Edges. So, here who I got as locks uh, Demarcus Lawrence, of course, Lawrence Armstrong, Dante Fowler, Sam Williams, Jimmy Fajoko. Um, Demarcus Lawrence and Dorrance Armstrong sat out the entire preseason. I think it's by now, <laughs> and they did the same thing last preseason. They're the starters. Then you have Dante Fowler, whom they just resigned um, this past preseason uh, off season. Um, so I definitely think he's a lock, as well as Sam Williams is a lock. Um, that was a second round pick just two years ago. Um, tremendous upside. Actually looked very good in the preseason. I know he had the issue with speeding, um, which he may be facing suspension from Goodell. I don't know how good, uh, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, NFL commissioner, is going to handle that situation. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, we're not going to cut him because of that. I mean, we're not going to cut him. I mean, his talent, his upside, you know, what he's been able to show us even last season, uh, he's not getting cut. And then Junior Fajoko, uh, this kid was a menace. Um, I believe in the Seahawks and the Raiders game. I mean, he just really is a <laughs> And that's what I loved about him in college, too. If you watch my breakdown on the draft, he's very violent, very violent with his hands. Um, and just very, very quick get off. And he definitely gives, you know, tackles fits. Um, and uh, they also are planning him to possibly play him like a hybrid, a tackle slash edge, like they do Chauncey Golston. Um, and of course, he was a, what was he? He's our, he was our fourth round pick this past, past draft. Um, so definitely those, uh, one, two, three, those five gentlemen uh, will be on the team. Um, if they're not on this list, I don't think that they – I think they're going to hit the practice squad. Like, uh, Wheat – I think his name is, like, Tyrus or something Weed. And I, I know people really liked Isaiah Land, um, really showed up and showed out. But I just don't think that he makes the roster over any of these guys. Um, I, I really don't. I don't think that you – put in Isaiah Land over Dante Fowler, who's proven a, for, a former first-round pick, had great production, even though he had limited snaps last offseason, looked really good in this preseason. Um, you just signed him back. I don't really get why you would cut him, but, I mean, the front office could do that, but I don't see them doing that. Um, okay, moving on to the next slide. Defensive tackles. Okay, so... Of course, there's Jonathan Hankins, also Dickie Zua, Mozzie Smith. Those three are 100% locks. Chauncey Goldston, I'm about 80% sure that he's a lock. 
for the simple fact of y'all remember Dan Quinn put Chauncey Golston in Golston in the game plan when we were in the playoffs, and Golston did a very good job. I think they're very high. I think the entire coaching staff loves and adores Chauncey Golston. I think he's definitely he's got that versatility. Like you know, a junior for Hoko, I can play inside, I can play outside. Uh, I just think that he's got more to grow. Uh, I think he's got. I think he hasn't even scratch the surface of what he really could be. So I really don't see them cutting him. I think Dan Quinn likes him too much. Um, And for Dan Quinn to put him in at one of the serious games of the year after, you know, just sprinkling him in, but he made him a real part of the game plan uh, versus, you know, in the playoffs, I don't really see them cutting him. So I think he makes the roster for sure. And then Quentin Bohanna. Quentin Bohanna... Now, I saw some stats today from um, a particular content creator analyst called, uh, uh, his name is Professor O. And he was saying how run defense was improved when Quentin Bohanna was on the field. I think it was like without him, the average was like four yards. With him, the average was three. Um, But Quentin Bohanna, anytime I watch him on film, I just don't see him. Now, granted, he's not on the ground or anything like that. So he's able to stand his ground as a nose tackle. But I don't really see him trying to do anything else compared to, you know, like a Mozzie Smith, a Jonathan Hankins. Like, these guys are taking up multiple blocks, but they're also trying to, like, get the ball carrier. You know what I'm saying? Like, get a sack tackle the ball carry. With Quentin Bohanna, I just see him out there doing the bare minimum. But, um, I think the Dallas Cowboys may be inclined to carry three nose tackles, just for the simple fact, okay, well, if you lose Hankins, you're down to just Mozzie Smith, a rookie. You know? And remember, Jonathan Hankins did get hurt last year, so I think they're probably going to be inclined to keep Big Q, even though I don't think Q did anything impressive, but I think they may just keep him as a body. You see, who we should have kept was John Ridgeway <laughs> last season, and we should have cut Quentin Bohan. That's who we should have kept. But whatever, that it can't cry over spilled milk. What's done is done. Um, but yeah, so y'all see, I left this off the list. Neville Gallimore, I think he's out for sure. Um, I'm trying to think, is there any other? I don't think there's really any other defensive tackles. Oh, like Isaac Olacon. No, no, I don't. You can you can put those you can put him on the practice squad. Neville Gallimore. I don't know if he'll make the practice squad or not, but Neville's on year four and he's just black. I'm sorry, he's just yeah. You know, <laughs> um, I think you know, run Professor O said run defense was also improved with him, and that's good and great. I just don't think. I just don't think you need him. That's just my personal opinion. You know, I think he can. I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine if he goes to a division rival or any other team. I don't really care. I just don't think that Neville is it. I don't think he's ever really going to be consistent. (laughs) That's just my opinion on him now. Now, maybe he goes somewhere else and turns up, but he's had four years to turn up. And we keep having to get we keep having to get defensive tackles because he just not it. So um, unfortunately, and I had high hopes for him. I was the one that put out the viral video with him working out. He gained all that weight. He was moving so shifty and all that stuff. 
that video that went viral yeah that was me i put it out and he just did not live up to the hype he did not live up to the hype in the season so that's my opinion on neville but uh so if he makes his roster i'd be shocked and remember he also got healthy scratch multiple times last season including including the playoffs they literally put chauncey golden in over him i just don't see him making this roster. i think at this point we need to bid him farewell all right <laughs> let's go ahead to the next slide Linebackers. Now, of course, you got Micah Parsons, LBE, Damone Clark. Those three are roster locks, 110%. Um, I've been screaming from the from the rooftop. I did a whole show on linebackers with the OG Coach Marv. Y'all should check that out here on my channel, um, where I talk about Micah. All I talk about all of our linebackers in depth, but. I really said, you know, Damone should be our middle. He should be our Mike linebacker this season. Um, we need to remove LVE out of that role because that's just not – LVE can be the middle linebacker, but that's just not where he thrives. You know, he thrives more in a wheel type of role uh, where he can just, like, kind of fly around, make open field tackles. But uh, as far as that thumper, that person that controls the middle of the field, uh, I think it should be Damone Clark. Now – Look at this, Devin Harper versus Jabril Cox. So Devin Harper led the team this preseason in tackles. He had 17 tackles uh, and two tackles for loss. Jabril was also pretty productive. Uh, he was third in, uh, you know, in tackles this preseason with 13 tackles, but of course no tackles for loss. But there were some good plays that he made this pass uh, versus the Raiders, open field tackles and things like that. Um, so what do y'all think? Let me know down in the chat. Who do y'all think makes it? Devin Harper or Jabril Cox? Here's what I'll say. Devin Harper is more of a middle linebacker. Well, he's not more of, he is. Because remember, he played middle linebacker, I believe, along with, uh, Malcolm Rodriguez from Oklahoma State. Uh, so he's definitely a thumper, downhill, fly around, sideline, sideline guy. Jabril Cox is not a downhill guy, right? He can make tackles, open field tackles, but he's more so a pass coverage guy. But it just seems like he he's never going to be able to play that, that what we got him for to be a pass coverage linebacker. It seems like Dan Quinn just prefers safeties in that role. And it doesn't, I don't think that Jabril is ever going to get to really be that pass coverage guy in our in our defense. Because y'all remember now, now if Overshone hadn't gotten hurt, I would I would be for sure saying Jabril Cox is not making this roster. Because Overshone got hurt, he's hurt for the season. We just put him on IR so he doesn't have to take up a roster spot. But and remember, Overshone, that's a rookie. And Overshone is a linebacker slash safety. So, because he played at UT, he played safety for two years, and then they transitioned him to linebacker for two years. So, I don't know. Who do y'all think makes it out of Devin Harper and Jabril Cox? I'm going to give my, we'll wait to the end so that y'all can see my final prediction on who who I think makes it out of those two. Um, but both of them did have production Jabril Cox hits the if he if he uh we cut him, he's not gonna come back. He's not gonna go past waivers. 
Um, because they're guaranteeing you. <laughs> and he might get taken up by somebody in our division because people are killing themselves to get linebackers that can that can cover. And that is his strong suit. So he's definitely not gonna be on the practice squad. If he's gone, he's gone to some other team. Uh Devin Harper, I think from what he showed, if he if he gets cut, he's gonna go to some other team. Because I think there are teams that are linebacker needy and looking for a guy who can fly around sideline to sideline. Uh four, he's a four-four guy, I think. Yeah, so definitely um it's gonna hurt, but one of those guys I don't think is gonna make it. Uh, but uh let's go over go over uh to the next slide, V. Cornerbacks. Now, here we go. So, of course, Trayvon Diggs, of course, to find Gilmore, Jordan Lewis. You know, I said unless he starts on uh the pub list, but there's been now um, an article out from Patrick Nosey Walker, an article out from Michael Gelkin. They both interviewed J. Lou. J. Lou said he's ready to go today. <laughs> he said that there's not any, there's just not any other way he could be more ready. Like Michael Mike McCarthy has been saying he's had no setbacks. He looks great. He looks like he's ready to rock and roll. Now, whether he starts on the P, you know, the publics, I don't know, but it just seems like he may be starting week one. Of course, Deron Bland. Uh, Deron Bland, we all know what he did. He was a candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year last year, led the team in interception at five as a rookie, playing half the season. Uh, we're definitely not cutting him under any circumstances. <laughs> CJ Goodwin is usually always a roster lock, special teams ace. Um, he's been here for years, and he keeps signing back for Penny, so I think he's <laughs> he's going to be here. And the other guy I have here is Kelvin Joseph. This is a kid. I know many people were out on Kelvin Joseph. We saw those videos in training camp. Kept getting balls cut on him. I mean, yeah, caught on him and stuff like that. But let me tell you, this kid in the preseason only allowed 13 yards on six targets. He was flying around. He was tackling. He was doing, he was making pass breakups. Um, now they didn't I don't this is not including his stats versus the Raiders. So I don't know what he did versus the Raiders, but when I watched him versus the Raiders, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good in every single preseason game. Um and Mike McCarthy spoke about him. Like Kelvin Joseph has extreme versatility. They need guys out there that can really play specialty, that really know how to open field tackle get turnovers, which I remember I keep telling y'all, Kelvin Joseph almost made the play of the game in one of the biggest, no, not in one of in the biggest game of our season last year. Y'all do know that, right? Uh, I tweeted today. I said, if we cut Kelvin Joseph, it will be a big, big mistake. And I'm going to stand by that. If we cut Kelvin Joseph, it will be a big mistake. I think that the kid, he's only 22 years old. He has an upside. I think he he put up or shut up, and he put up. He showed y'all what he's capable of. He showed he's kept his head down, kept his mouth closed, stayed out of trouble. And the only options you put in over him are who? Eric Scott Jr. Eric Scott Jr. to me is a camp hero. Because he looked great at camp. They kept saying, oh, he's getting all these interceptions and he's this and that. And then it came to the preseason game and it just seemed like the game was too fast for him. 
the game is too. Eric Scott is not ready yet. He's not. And I told y'all I didn't like Eric Scott coming out of college. So I was so surprised that he was being all great in training camp because his college film was screaming to me a big no. And I was mad as hell because I was like, why the heck did we pick him over Deuce Vaughn? We could have almost we could have lost Deuce Vaughn for Eric Scott. <laughs> Woo, I was mad. But um Eric Scott's not ready. Um, I know there's another kid people throwing away uh, throwing around his name Butler. Uh I don't know his first name. But I don't I don't think that an uh, undrafted free agent deserves to make it over Kelvin Joseph. I really don't. Because at the very least, what you get out of Kelvin Joseph is I have versatility from him. I have a guy that even maybe he doesn't Maybe he, we can't have him as a consistent starter, but he can definitely feel that C.J. Goodwin role. How long are we going to keep bringing C.J. Goodwin back? He's an old man. I know somebody perfectly primed to take his spot if we can't get him, you know, you know, as a consistent guy in the lineup, and that's Kelvin Joseph. So I really hope if we cut him, I'm going to really be disappointed. And there was an article written by Michael Gelkin, where he says, you know, it's a strong possibility that Kelvin Joseph and Jabril Cox have played their last snaps. Uh, but he he just has such a good preseason. I would really be sad to uh, sad to see him go. And he's definitely not making the practice squad. Uh, if, any, if he gets cut, he's going to get signed. That's just point blank in the period. <laughs> he's not sitting. The league is starving for cornerback. He's not sitting on anybody's practice spot. He's going to be playing for someone else than these cornerbacks. It might be the Giants. So um, I'm really hoping that he makes it. I'm really, really, really hoping that he makes it. Um, everyone else, I feel like I could deal with getting cut, but I really, really, really hope that he does not get cut. Okay? Um, and then let's go ahead to the safeties. Now, look at all these safeties. Isn't this crazy? <laughs> Dallas used to be a team that did not give a damn about the safeties at all. Um, didn't care worth the lick. And now, I believe every single safety I got on this list, I think they're going to make the roster. And I've got one, two, three, four. I've got six safeties making the roster. We got Curse, of course, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker. Marquise Bell, who had a phenomenal preseason. Israel Mukwamu, who had a pretty decent preseason. It wasn't like outstanding, but it was it was pretty decent. And then we know you know, Israel Mukwamu was like Dan Quinn's like special weapon in the playoffs last season. Well, he was literally locking up uh what's his name? Uh Chris Godwin over there in Bucks Land. Um Israel McQuamu should make is making this roster. If we the guy is 6'4, 6'5, um has has the hips and fluidity to cover in the slot. I don't I don't understand why you would cut him. <laughs> I don't think you cut him. Uh because he's another guy. You cut him, he's gone. He's gone. Where he's not making the price squad. Marquise Bale's not gonna be on nobody price squad. They're getting signed. Um, and then Wanye Thomas not going to be on nobody's practice squad because how he played, I mean, he just, he played out of his freaking mind. Uh, I think he was second in tackles in our, on our, in our uh, team. No, I don't think he was second, but he was top five. 
and total tackle. So uh, Wanye was obviously playing out of his freaking mind. I don't. And then they had him leading the team versus the Raiders. Like, you know how they have the guy who does the hype up for the players, you know, gets the players hyped up for the game. They had him doing that uh, this past Saturday uh, versus the Raiders. So I definitely think he, he makes it. So I think we're going to literally carry six safeties because we know Dan Quinn likes to use his safeties in that linebacker role. That's why I have more safeties than linebackers because Dan Quinn, in Dan Quinn's system, he values safeties more than linebackers. That's just how he, that's just how he is. Um, so I definitely have six of them making. And so uh, six of the safeties making it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and reveal Star's final 53-man. Oh, sorry. Okay, I forgot. Punter and kicker, of course, Brandon Aubrey, Brian Anchor. You know, Brandon Aubrey, they may end up bringing some competition like uh what's the guy that got cut from Green Bay? The kicker, I can't remember his name. I think Robbie Gold is still out there. They now Brandon Aubrey, he's a young guy. He's not super clutch. He's good, but he's not clutch. He's not money max from the Bengals, right? But he's also not uh he's not horrible. Right, he's he's a pretty good kicker. I think he's just young and he just probably needs more attempts at the bit. Uh, I think we're probably gonna walk into season with Brandon, and then if things just if we feel like he's being too too inconsistent, then we're probably gonna bring in a veteran. Um, Brian Anger, we know he run he made the Pro Bowl in 2022. Uh, sorry, the Pro Bowl in 2021. He should have made the Pro Bowl in 2022. But he's a phenomenal punter, so that's our punter. Probably going to be our punter for the next couple of years or so. So, um, yeah, so those two we're going to carry. One punter, one kicker. Now we get to my 53-man projection, my final list. Y'all can screenshot this, and y'all can see who was Star right about and who was she wrong about. Okay, so. I can tell you we're carrying three quarterbacks. Dak, Cooper, Trey. I believe we carry four running backs. Tony Pollard, Deuce, Rico Dowdle, Hunter Lee. I think we carry seven wide receivers. I think we're going to, it's going to be CD, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Jalen Tolbert, Kevontae Turpin. I think Simi makes the roster, guys. I know everybody is out on Simi. I mean, and if he doesn't make it, he doesn't make it, right? I'm not going to be up in arms if he doesn't make it. But I think he makes it because the way that we shielded him in the preseason, to me, just means that Mike McCarthy has a plan for him. So uh, I think Simi Fajoko makes it, and I think Jalen Brooks is going to make it. Um, I just think that Jalen Brooks has great upside. I think Jalen Brooks could also be cut and put on the practice squad. Because like I said, I don't think that he did too much for, I think he's going to get picked up immediately, right? Um, I think he could sit on sit on our practice squad. But I'm just going to predict that we carry seven wide receivers and we're going to carry all of them. Now, I think we carry for the tight ends, uh, Jake Ferguson, Luke Shoemaker, and Sean McEwen. I think Peyton Hendershot is getting cut. Now, I could be wrong, but as I said, 
He didn't do much in the preseason. He didn't look good in training camp. Mike did not really draw up plays or anything like that to build up his confidence. I just feel like he's an after an afterthought. And I think that McEwen's value to that room is more than Peyton Hendershot. That's just how I feel. And I think Shoemaker takes over for Peyton Hendershot. That's my opinion. And I think if Shoemaker gets hurt and goes down, then you have Sean McEwen and you can just elevate somebody up from the practice squad. I mean, Peyton Hendershot may make the practice squad, but I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I think we're only going to carry three tight ends, and it's going to be Fergie, Luke Shoemaker, and Sean McEwen. If we cut Sean McEwen, I would be shocked. But I think Sean McEwen may be able to make the practice squad as well. Maybe they feel like Peyton Hendershot, if he gets on the practice squad, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to be able to make the practice squad because someone's going to pick him up. So they may just say, well, let's put McEwen, let's risk McEwen because we think he's less of a, of a chance to take it. But I don't know, but I, that's my prediction for the tight ends. O-line, I got Terrence Steele, Zach Martin, Tyler Biotis, Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, Austin Richards, Tyler Bask, uh, Tyler, sorry, TJ Bass and Willisco. So I think we can carry eight offensive linemen. Now, y'all might be like, why Willisco? There's no backup right tackle. <laughs> That's why. Um, yeah, there's no backup right tackle. I mean, you could possibly push Zach Martin out there, but we already know how he feels about playing tackle. You could put Tyron over there, but Tyron's not a for sure thing because we know at some point in the year he's going to get hurt. I think they have to keep Willesco. Unless they cut Willesco and bring in some type of veteran, like, you know, maybe Jason Peters or somebody like that. But, uh, which I would like if they bring back Jason Peters. I think he helped out our offensive line and running back room a lot last year. Um, so if they bring him back, that'd be great. And, and he said he's still trying to play one more season. But yeah, I don't see them cutting Willesco. I just don't see it. They could cut him, they do great but if they don't put them like whatever um and like i said i think they're gonna put ball on ir i mean there's no he's hurt he's an asset we saw him trending up as that right back on right guard so i feel like you just put him on ir and stash him and see what he is next you know yeah what he can develop with two years as guard under his belt um what else do we got here okay edges I said we're going to carry five. So Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler, Sam Williams, and Junior Fajoko. Um, I already said that. I think all five of them are roster locks. Um, Then we move on to defensive tackles. I think we're going to carry five. I think we're going to carry Hankins, Mozzie, Osa, Chauncey, and Big Bo. I think Big Bo makes it because they just want to keep have three nose tackles in case something happens with Hankins. And like I said, Big Bo, he's not terrible. It's not he's on the ground or anything. He can take up blocks. He just doesn't give you anything else. <laughs> like Mozzie and Hankins. He just doesn't give you anything else. But, you know, he's a body that can plug up hole um, and take up blocks. Linebackers. I think we only carry four, and I think it's going to be Micah, LVE, uh, Damone Clark, and I think Devin Harper makes it over Jabril Cox. I think Devin Harper as a linebacker has more value than Jabril Cox. He's more of a thumper. Like I said, he's a former middle linebacker, sideline to sideline guy. Uh, he wants to come up and field. He wants to come up and get. Uh, he had two tackles for loss in the preseason. He led the team in tackles 
in the preseason. I don't see them cutting him. Um, so I think Jabril Cox, unfortunately, we just we failed Jabril Cox because we couldn't find a spot for him on our team. He he just landed with the wrong offensive coordinator. I mean the wrong defensive coordinator because Dan Quinn just don't believe in true linebackers like that. He he prefers safeties. Cornerbacks, we're gonna go with uh Trayvon Diggs, of course, to find Gilmore, Jordan Lewis. Deron Bland, C.J. Goodwin, Kelvin Joseph. I think K.J. does make it. Um, I'm speaking that into existence that he does make it. I told y'all if he if he doesn't make it, that's going to be the one person that I'm upset about. Everybody else, and I probably would be upset if we cut Fowler too. Those would be the two guys that I would be upset, like why would we cut them? But, you know, everybody else I feel like is flexible. You know, but if we cut Fowler or Kelvin Joseph, I'm not gonna really be a happy, a happy team. So be honest about that. Uh, moving on to safeties, I already said I think we carry six safeties: J. Ron Curse, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, Israel Mukwamu, Wanye Thomas, and Marquise Bell. I think we're gonna carry every single one of them because, as I said, you cannot put Mukwamu, Wanye, or Bell on your practice squad. They are going to get picked. <laughs> They are going to get picked up. So you're going to have to either put them on the 53 or say sayonara. And then, of course, Anger and Aubrey. So that is my, that is Star's final 53-man list. We have to stay tuned because starting tomorrow, it's going to, all the information is going to start getting flooded in of who's getting cut. Um, We already know that Alex Lindstrom, the center, he's gotten cut. And uh, there was someone, Seth Green, the tight end that I mentioned, he got cut today. So those are two guys who've gotten cut, but we know the major cuts um, is going to be tomorrow. The major cuts. So y'all stay tuned for that. And of course, y'all know I have my podcast on um, Wednesday with my girl, Craven Cowboys. Mickey, you know, we're going to be talking about the the 53-man roster because it'll be out by then. Uh, That'll take place Wednesday at 7 p.m. And then, I don't know if I can announce it yet. Okay, I'm going to say this. I have another podcast that I'm starting with another pretty big Cowboys content creator who is a male. And we're going to do it on Thursday. I haven't cleared it with him if we should announce it yet, so I'm not going to say who it is with. But I am doing another podcast with a, a big content creator. So um, that will be premiering on Thursday. So y'all stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you so much, guys, for rocking with me tonight. Um, let's stay tuned. Please follow me on all my social media platforms, especially Twitter, because as the roster cuts and stuff come out, I'm going to be giving my live thoughts about it, of course. Um, so and again, all my social media is down in the description, uh, below, please donate to my channel, uh, through cash app, dollar sign, stargazer sports, uh, please like and share this video. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, stargazer sports. Please subscribe to the blast music 247 YouTube channel. Um, because they are the lovely platform that gave me uh, this platform um, to expand my brand, okay? Um, but thank you guys so much for being for being with me tonight. Um, 
love you guys and god willing we will see you again next week for episode eight of the stargazer sports podcast at seven um next monday all right bye guys